Welcome back to another edition of Wrestling Is Trash, a nonsensical podcast where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. Uh, a couple of things before we get started proper. You can follow us on Instagram at Wrestling Is Trash. You can follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Be Trash. And you can find every episode of Wrestling Is Trash on WrestlingIsTrash.com. Uh, got a returning guest with us this afternoon, one Mr. Josh Baroni. How are you, sir? Doing good, doing good. Glad to be back. About time, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as with tradition, uh, we have another guest that has never been here before, so he's going to do his spiel, and he has the time limit of a New Japan 20 count to uh, get it all out there and open. So... For our new visitor, let everybody know who you are and how did you become enamored with professional wrestling? What is your earliest memory of professional wrestling? And you have a New Japan 20 count starting now. Okay, okay. Well, my name is Rare One, uh, a.k.a. the Necro King or King Necro. Um, Actually, my first memories, period, uh, were of wrestling. I remember sitting at the foot of the bed of my grandmother's bed and she, she called it wrestling. We're a Texas family. So, you know, <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's like my, my first ever memories of just anything really is watching wrestling at the foot of my grandmother's bed. And she told me at that time that I was going to be a professional wrestler. And well, here we are. Word. I mean, you actually didn't have to use the 20 count. You can go longer than that if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, um, you know, just in short, uh, you know, I'm a I'm SoCal-based wrestler. I've, uh, you know, I've been trained by Cholo, uh, Little Cholo. I, um, I've actually been wrestling for a really long time. I don't want to put the number out there. It might frighten some of you guys. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I've been in and out, you know, having kids and, and just, uh, I think that's oh. the only reason why I haven't really made a name yet is because I've been in and out, but this time I'm, you know, I'm really pushing and I'm here to stay. See. So look out for me. And plus I'll be in Barstow at destination six this Saturday. If you guys are anywhere close or you want to see some kick-ass wrestling, you make sure you get down there, huh? Yeah, I ain't want to interrupt your promo or whatever, but you had a lot of innuendo in that statement. He's like, I've been in and out having a lot of kids and everything, and you know, pushing it and whatnot. So yeah, you was talking a lot of little bit of stroke in there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I gotta keep it, uh, you know, professional, but still, you know what I mean. I gotta uh, bob and weave, and uh, you know what I mean. Get them undercuts. <laughs> but um, you know, <laughs> other than uh your grandmother just blessing you with uh, pretty much giving you the job right off the bat like hey motherfucker you gonna be a professional wrestler because I want free wrestling right. tickets pretty much and so <laughs> what what made you finally take the leap what was your, like your first steps toward pursuing a professional wrestling career well honestly uh, I know a lot of people are gonna go oh god right now but um, I started backyard wrestling when I was 12 years old Okay, and uh you know, I, uh, as well as Josh was there with us, Mr. Josh Baroni, Josh Smooth. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we, we all, we we, all started we, at, at the park and backyard wrestling and the whole backyard wrestling uh, boom period 
you know, in the late nineties going into 2000, uh, when it was really, really popular, I don't want to, you know, pat myself on the back or pat my friends on the back, but man, um, we were very, very popular when it came to backyard wrestling. We had our own, we were on DVDs. We had, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. We, we were on, we were on Fox news. Uh, we yeah. had crowds. Channel we 52, crowds. channel 34. Yeah. We, we had crowds at, at the park that would rival any local independent fed. There were so many people there. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> lie. Know, no lie. And a lot, a lot, a lot of guys that, um, you are know, prominent are, now. Are, yeah. yeah. Started as backyard wrestlers. Um, Scorpio. Scott, they, I know. He, I know he hates. Yeah. He absolutely hates that he came from backyard wrestling, but he did. <laughs> and, uh, Chris masters, um, the list goes right. on and on. Quick, quick silver, right. uh, who wrestled in PWG. Um, a lot of people came from backyard wrestling and, um, because of and we wrestled them. We wrestled most of them. They were, you know, there with us at the park or certain backyards. We would, we would travel to like Hollywood and different Temecula, different areas. Yeah. And we would have our fed versus their fed, stuff like that. But that's where we, that's where a lot of the guys, they probably wouldn't, uh, you know, they probably wouldn't appreciate or they wouldn't admit it now. But a lot of the guys that are in the scene that are prominent right now, actually came from that exact scene. What? Yeah. And then there's a lot of them that I'm hearing now that actually admit to it or whatever because I like um, I heard Will Ospreay on somebody's podcast most recently talking about he was a backyard guy. And Yeah, Will, Will Ospreay, Sammy Zane. Yeah. Uh, there, there was just t- I mean, we, we wrestled in the backyard with the Young Bucks multiple times. Young Bucks, multiple right. Multiple times. <laughs> Right, Matt Nick. When, when Matt and Nick were, were just kids, uh, I, I knew they were going to make it. I knew. I knew from the, the day that I seen them just because that's all they did was wrestle, 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 wrestle. Come home after school, what do they do? They get in the ring. Get in the ring. Get in the yeah. ring. Every, yeah. Every single day. Just nonsense. There was other guys that. like that that we knew that were going to make it as well, too, like Scorpio and Chris. Yeah, we, we knew. Just, like, we, just, we just knew. We, we just had that gut feeling that these guys are just so damn good at what they're doing that, you know, if they continue on the right path, they're, they're going to make it. Like and no if you could imagine the stuff they do now in the ring, they were 15, 16, 17 back then. You think they throw caution to the wind now? They had nothing to lose back then. Some of the some of the stuff that we you know done and have seen is just ridiculous. Yeah, we did a lot of dumb dumb shit when we were kids. <laughs> you know, lucky lucky we didn't break our fucking neck. Yeah, what, what, right. I said, what was one of those things that you've done that's like? In hindsight, like I could have fucking died. Um, I actually got. Go ahead, I'll let you go first, Josh. Uh, I got pile drive through a table and landed directly on my neck and couldn't feel my neck and thought I was paralyzed. <laughs> that's one. That's one. That's probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. Yeah, I took a. I took a DVD through a flaming table <laughs> from a guy named Tommy Malice, um, uh, you know, years ago and, you know, backyard wrestling. And still to this day, I think that was like 
the craziest thing I've ever done be- only because, you know, with fire, you can't tell what's going to go on. And of course I caught on fire and had to jump out my clothes, but you know what I mean? It was all in for the love of the sport. It was all for wrestling, man. Was that the end of the match? Or did you continue after? <laughs> Actually, no. The show goes on, buddy. The show goes on, unfortunately. <laughs> Burns and all. But, I mean, you know, that's that's what prepared us. That's what toughened us up for now. You know what I mean? The strong style now, the way everybody's hard-hitting now. I mean, we took bumps on concrete and the grass, so it's like, you know what I mean? It's- the years that you put in the ring or whatnot, you just, you know, learning the craft, going from backyards to, you know, actual promotions and whatnot. Not to discredit the backyard promotions or whatever, because they're their own thing. But um, with the current crop of professional wrestlers, because we briefly talked about that, um, what do you feel that current day professional wrestling is missing from, you know, whenever you first started? What is something that from the past that it can use now to kind of improve the product? Honestly, honestly, uh, me, I would say the camaraderie, the brotherhood. I mean, it's like real cliquish right now. A lot of people might not uh, agree with me or like me saying what I'm saying. You basically see the same faces over and over and over again. Like when I first got it, like, uh, you know, I said earlier, we would go to, to Hollywood, to Mecula, different places, and, you know, you would just to get a different feel. Nowadays, it's like no matter where you go, as long as you're in, like I'm in California, as long as I'm in California, I'm going to keep seeing the same faces, the same faces. There's only a few promotions that bring in people from Japan or other states and stuff like that. And I mean, to me, that's the only thing that's missing from wrestling right now. Right now, wrestling has everything that you could ask for and more. I mean, it's just the boom and uh, how can I say the saturation of wrestling everywhere right now. Yeah. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing only because the more you see, the more you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cool. So like um, you talk about the click mentality and whatnot, and, you know, just, you know, people booking their friends and, you know, just the smaller circle or whatever. Can you kind of say yeah. that AEW built this business on that? Um, actually, actually, I would say that it started that way, but not anymore. Now they're not just, you know what I mean? Like, how can I say now they're not just like friend based. They're actually looking for people that would fit in the company. Like, I don't know, like, um, the librarian gig. They didn't care where they got it from or who did it. They just knew they wanted a librarian gig. And to me, that's good. They know they want certain things and they want a certain feel or a certain person to fulfill that spot. And that's the only reason why I don't think that it's that clickish because they're actually asking people like, this is what we're looking for. If you can fulfill the spot, we'll take you. Mm-hmm. Or Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my yeah, I, 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 I somewhat, you know, somewhat agree with that. But uh, like to get back to like the, the scene over here, um, like Joel was saying, it, it, it is very clickish. Um, it's lack, lacking respect for your fellow brother, sister, the locker room, uh, <laughs> from promoters to the talent themselves to the fans. The fans have 
way, way, way too much say um, in everything. <laughs> like if if the fans dictate your promotion, that's that's just bad. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, a, it's kind uh, of, of a course, give and take, right? Yeah, I mean, of course you you give fans the matches they want, but you don't you don't give them too much power to where they're. You know, you're you're booking your show based off what your fans are telling you to do. Because that, that's when you lose money. That's when you have a shitty show. <laughs> and uh, there, there's too there's too much of that over here. There's just, there's just way way too much. Uh, I think I think the I wouldn't say the California scene in general is toxic, but the Southern California scene is no doubt one hundred percent toxic. Um, just <laughs> it's just bad, R- really, really bad. I've I've been to other places and other shows, and it's just it's not it's not as bad as it as it as it, as it is here. I don't I don't know why it is that way, but but it is. Okay. Yeah, and not only that, there's cer- certain promotions too that are like uh, I don't want to say taking advantage, but they know they're going to get. You know, they know because of the names they book and stuff, they know they're going to get a certain percentage of money. So they don't care about really the rest of the matches. They just bring in their, you know, their buddies or whatever like that. And I'm not saying it's wrong. You know what I mean? Some of these guys are actually really great. But I'm just saying, when is it time to give the next man a turn? When it, you know, when do we see new talent if we're not going to give them a chance? I'm an older guy and I'm barely getting shots now. You know, I could just imagine where I would be if I got the chances that I was, uh, you know, not expecting or because wrestling doesn't owe anybody anything. But, uh, you know, I've been training for a long time and I've, I've, I've missed opportunities because I was too busy being loyal to people that weren't loyal to me. And, um, you know what I mean? So, like, I didn't go to other promotions and try to wrestle for them. I just st- stuck with the one promotion. I'm not going to mention them, but I would stick with the one promotion thinking that they were going to get me over it. No, they had no, like, inclination of even trying to think about putting me over. So, you know what I mean? Once I figured that out for myself, which took a long time, you know, I, I got out of that that scene and then i just worked on myself came back and now i'm getting booked everywhere word so what i know you was talking about the the ins and outs of making babies and everything like that was that one of the main reasons (laughs) that you had to take a step back for a little bit yeah yeah i was you know i uh i was actually just uh uh, training with Cholo and stuff like that. And uh, I had just barely gotten back into wrestling when uh, my wife actually, you know, told me she was pregnant with our first son. So I stepped away for a minute. And then before I could step back, she, you know, we got, she got pregnant again. We had another son. <laughs> so it took me longer to get back. But since I've been back, I mean, I've, I've, made a lot of connections. I see a lot of positive things, but there is a lot of the stuff that Josh was talking about. And I mean, not to discredit Southern Cal wrestling, because honestly, right now we have some of the best wrestlers in the world, but you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just like I said before, it's the, it's the same faces. It's the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
it's the same. But yeah, I mean, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts a lot of promotions um, that you see the same faces week in and week out because the fans get bored of it. Uh, and I and back when I was booking, I told the owners the same thing: fans are getting sick and tired of seeing the same faces month after month. Same matches. Same matches month after month. What I did when I was booking, I tried to bring in new faces all the time, every single show. I tried to bring, you know, do matches that never happened anywhere else, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, well, yeah, it, see that it, it, it just it just worked. That's and another I gave, thing. I gave people, I gave people their first chance when no one else would. Like I said, in this business. We need we need that. We need more matches that have never been seen before. We need those matches because then we know who's compatible with who. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't get a chance, then you don't know what caliber or level you're at. You don't know who you're compatible with. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, Exactly. I don't know. It takes away, but at the same time, it stays at a certain level because we know that these guys can go, so we're going to keep booking them. Yeah, that's awesome and everything, but who else can go? These can't be the only guys that can go. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Much respect to everybody that's that's going right now. um, Like, pat myself on the back, but like when I was helping out, uh, yeah, I'll I'll say the promotion truck or whatever. And also helping out this promotion called SCWA and Maverick Pro, um, I brought in a lot of guys that no one else was using, that everyone is using now. I brought in Jake Atlas, which is true. Jake Atlas is, is now the PCW um, lightweight Light heavyweight, champion. ultra light heavyweight champion, um, yes. I brought, I, brought in, I brought in Jungle Boy, Talented. who is now part, now part of AEW. I brought in a lot of people that true. No, one el- no one else in the Southern California scene knew about was even looking at, was even thinking about booking. And I brought them in, and, and all of a sudden they started. And they wouldn't have got a second every, look. They wouldn't have got yeah. a second look if you yeah. wouldn't have gave them a shot. And now they they're getting booked everywhere. They're getting they signed and everything. Everywhere. I was the first person to bring in Sammy Guevara from Texas over here. Yeah. I was the first person to use Chris Bay, which is a star. He wasn't getting booked anywhere. I was the first person to book him. Exactly. I was the first per- per- person to bring in Kevin Cross. California I was the first person to use Shossie Blackheart in Southern California. The list goes on and on. I, uh, I guess I just have an eye for talent. <laughs> I mean, and you know, there's, I, I don't know. I like, I, I think I'm pretty good, pretty damn good at booking. Um, kind of got a shot with anyone else yet, but hopefully that will change again because I'm getting my, my uh, juice is flowing again, I guess you can say, for booking shows, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, that's, I that's, that's pretty accurate, though. I mean, a lot of those booking. names were never here before you booked them, and now they're getting signed, they're booked everywhere, they're champions, they're... You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to fucking, you know, I'm not trying to... to uh, how could I say, uh, uh, you know jump on your sack or anything, but that is a fact that, you know, a lot of these people that have been named were not even getting a second look, and it's ridiculous because of how talented, you can't say that they're not talented, how talented they are today, they obviously had to be talented back then to even, you know, get a look, and then now, you know, they're they're booked everywhere. 
Exactly. Yeah, so whenever you get to booking again, Josh, you gonna put your man against Shallow Grease? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I want, I want to use Shiloh uh, badly. He's unfortunately, it seems like he's been fucking blacklisted from Southern California. No one's booking him. It's fucking stupid because he's he's talented as hell. He's great on the mic. Uh, I don't know why no one's booking him for. I, I have no I have no idea. It's it's. We'll we'll, we'll get back to the, the whole click thing. It's the click thing. If yeah. one person says something about doesn't you in like Southern California, you. yeah, everyone doesn't like you. I've been through that myself. One person, one fan, one fucking fan in Southern California started a fucking rumor about me. The whole Southern California scene got on his sack, believed him. I lost friends. I lost everything just because one person started something. Another person. <laughs> It, it just goes on. It goes on and on and on and on with with, with, with Southern Cal, with the Southern California scene. If someone says something, everyone believes it. Just like with Shiloh. Yeah, you. I actually, I actually went through the same thing, and some of the most of the same guys were the same guys that are doing it to uh, Shiloh. Uh, That's yeah, why I'm yeah. like right now. I think it's kind of good for Shiloh, honestly, because now he knows who to stay away from, and exactly. you know what I mean. Now he knows where to go. And not to go. That's what my problem was. Was I with that same fed? I tried to, you know, I tried to be. My fault is that I'm I'm too loyal. You know what I mean? And I tried, and I I tried my best to do what they were asking for me. And when I did it, when I even did it and did it too good, they still were like, "No, we're not going to put you on the show because of." They would nitpick. Oh well, we don't like your gear, so I would go get more gear. Oh, uh, well, we don't like your, uh, your selling, try to sell better. So I started changing the way I sold, you know, stuff. And then it was just everything. It was like a little nitpick until I said, you know what? You guys aren't even, <laughs> you guys aren't even interested in me. I, I don't know why I keep trying to make you guys want me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like an unhealthy relationship almost. I got to go my own way. You know what I mean? And once I did go my own way, uh, you know, um, we, we, I actually went my own way because I told the promoter to his face, you think I'm stupid and I know what you're doing. You're trying to keep me from wrestling other places. You're trying to use me as free, uh, training because I was actually training some of his students. You're trying to keep me, uh, training your, your wrestlers for free. And you know what I mean? Like I'm not, you must think I'm an idiot. I'm not going to do it anymore. And once I got away from that, that scene and I. Oh, did we lose? No, I think we did. Oh no. Oh, All kinds man. of technical difficulties. So that's my fault. Hello. Hey, up, man. <laughs> Technical difficulty again. See, see, that was that so called that SoCal Illuminati. Third tried to charm. Yeah, the 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 so the so called SoCal scene is interrupting our 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 calls. (laughs) Yeah, I I can already feel it. Oh man. Yeah, but uh, we're getting so much heat right now. Probably won't get booked in SoCal anymore. Oh, oh well, you get you booked everywhere else. So. No, that's funny. Yeah, I'm booked everywhere else. That's fine. <laughs> exactly. Fuck, 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 so 
Yeah. So uh, to kind of switch gears a little bit, um, usually reserved for when we have new guests on the show, we like to ask them uh, what their current or past, whatever, it doesn't matter the time frame, uh, female professional wrestler is. And uh, we're going to extend that courtesy to you in a segment that we call Waterfall Mania. So so joining us, uh, jo- whoever you pick, I'm going to give you the um, list of names that we already have on this illustrious list. And um, you got to give us somebody that's not on the list that I'm about to read out to you right now. So Okay, before you name them, is Tara on the list? Who? Tara or Tara? Uh, TNA, the one that used to come out oh, with the tarantula. Oh, Victoria. Victoria. Yeah, yeah. yeah nah. I, think she is, I think she is on the list, isn't she? No, she's not. Oh, wow. But that's, that's a good pick. But since you, well, that's what I'm going with. Well, since you spoiled it already, I'm going to still read what we got. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Only, uh, you know, I'm a different kind of breed. So, you know, I like different, but go ahead. All right. Here we go. We got, hold on. I'm going to put it, might as well put it down since you already told me and shit. Spoiling it. (laughs) God damn it. No wonder you're not getting booked in SoCal. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, The most hated. We got uh, Katrina, a.k.a. Maxine, when she was in WWE from Lucha Underground. We have Tori Wilson, Nia Jax, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Asuka, Becky Lynch, Jordan Grace, Stacey Keebler, Shotzi Blackheart, Trish Stratus, Kyrie Sane, Taylor Hendricks, Dawn Marie, The Iconics, and now added to this list, Victoria. Or what, whatever her name was in TNA, because I forget. I just know she had a spider. Tara. <laughs> Tara, yeah. Tara, I Tara, think it was. Tara Rising. Some shit. <laughs> Some shit like that, yeah. <laughs> but um, when did you? When did she first catch your eye? When did you first come across her while enjoying professional wrestling? You know, when she first hit WWE, I actually liked her because she wasn't the small, skinny, big boob, blonde bimbo. You know what I mean? She was actually a worker. She looked like she could actually go in the ring. And most of her matches, she actually really could. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, honestly, ever since we first started with the WWE and then through her career, I mean, I've I've always liked her because she reminded me of me she's uh, you know underrated nobody really gives her another second look mm-hmm. and she she's a really solid worker i mean i've never really heard or seen her botch a move to the point where somebody's gotten like really injured or anything like that so you know that's basically what you know what uh, attracted me to her as far as professional wrestling mm-hmm. like i said at, at the time when i was a kid they were all you know, they were that was the uh, the uh, era of the puppies, if you yeah. will. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they were all blonde, big boob bimbos that couldn't wrestle. You know what I mean? So I was actually looking for a female that could wrestle. And she, to me, she was the first one that was like a solid worker. Okay. What about you, Josh? Uh, the first time I noticed Victoria uh, was actually in um, UPW, which is over here. She's, that's where she trained at. Um, and, uh, I thought, I thought at first that like, she kind of looked like China, mm-hmm. uh, cause back then, back then she, she did cause she was, she was actually big, bigger doing the whole bodybuilding thing and she didn't have, you know, fake tits yet. Uh, she got them later on. 
Um, and I think that's who she was trying to look like, but, you know, they changed her look up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, she's always been really solid, really, really good, uh, really good worker. Never really, like, you know, Joel said, never really botched anything. Always put on really good matches with everyone. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I, think she, I think she should be in the Hall of Fame, to, yes. to be honest. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, I enjoyed her very much when she was in a WWE or whatever. And um, it was kind of the same thing for me because, like, uh, let's get into a little bit of personal preference for me. Uh, Women-wise, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm not too fond of the Caucasian type. But if there's a uniqueness to them or they're just, like, out of the norm, that's when I kind of gravitate toward them. And Victoria is one and the same. So, I mean, she's not like the the prototype of the typical one or whatever yeah, out, yeah. out of everybody that I was seeing on WWE TV at the time. So I was like, I like her a lot. So, oh, so you're looking for some strange, huh? Yeah, some strange. <laughs> so, I, so I do that old, that old in and out and everything like you was talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, I mean, I've met her, uh, you know what I mean? And she's all, she, I've only met her once, but she was real professional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's a likable person. She's not like, you know, I've met other superstars and they're like, uh, you know, don't bother me or whatever. Yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. even if she's tired, she'll take her time out to be like, hey, how you doing? And you can tell, you can tell in some of these people's faces that they're tired and they don't want to be there or whatever like that. But as long as they're professional and cordial, hey, man, you know, this is the life you chose as a professional wrestler. Yeah. Roll with the punches. Yeah. And I got, a, I kind of got a glimpse of what you was just describing or whatever, because I went to, um, this past WrestleMania in New Orleans, um, the most recent one they did there, and she was there at WrestleCon, and she, like, I don't know if you've ever been to a WrestleCon or anything like that, but it's pretty much, you know, the wrestlers are there selling their gimmicks and whatnot. Yeah, you're right. You know, some of them are anchored to their merch table trying to dag on sell shit, and, you know, they take... And it was weird for me because I'd never been to anything like that before. So I didn't know how to conduct myself. You know, Kiara Hogan was there and she was on this goddamn show <laughs> that I have. But I, oh, I, and I was nervous as fuck to go up to her and talk to her or whatever. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, because like, yeah, I, I never it's been. All, it's, always, it's kind of, it's kind of all, all, always that way because like, uh, like, like when I first started helping with shows, I used to mark out every mm-hmm. fucking time I see anyone. I mean, I, I just did. I was a kid. I marked the fuck out, but you know what? Once I got older and started, uh, you know, doing more and more shows, it kind of stopped. But then, but then there's always that one person or one like woman or tag team or wrestler that you'll see that it don't matter how fucking old you are, you're, you're gonna mark out. Yeah, <laughs> like, like <laughs> you know what? That's funny. No doubt about it. That's funny because at the last uh, show that I was at, uh, I didn't, I, I wasn't working the show, but um, you know, I helped behind the scenes and stuff. But anyway, at the last show I was at on Saturday, um, I brought a friend uh, backstage with me, and you know, we we're hanging out with uh, with Matt Seidel and a couple other people, and it's funny because you know, I'm in the back back area and I, I get to hang out with Penta and Phoenix and all these other guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, at first it's like overwhelming the first day, but then when you see them all the time, it's like, Hey, what's up? You know what I mean? It's almost like nothing. It's like whatever. But then you bring somebody back there and they're like 
supermarket out. Oh my God, it's it's Matt Seidel. Can I take a yeah, picture, yeah. dude? Can I have a bro hug, like, dude? You know what I mean? And and my my friend is probably listening to this right now, going, "This bastard." But um, you know what I mean? Uh, I didn't mean to oust him like that. But yeah, it's just funny because some people like really freak out and mark out, and you know, being in the you know, in the, on the scene for so long. And I've met so many people that they're like, dude, why aren't you like, freaking yeah. yeah, yesterday. And they're like, <laughs> I mean, it's like nothing anymore. You know what I mean? But then you get the people that, that are not used to it. And they're like, Oh man. And then you see how you, yeah. you used to be before, you know, you got in the, in the see on the scene or in the business or whatever. And it's fun. It's fun to watch it because I used to be that person. You know what I mean? Oh my God. And it's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but good, like, I mean, just what you were saying, but her, but her though, um, like I was saying, all these other people were anchored to their merch table and everything. And, you know, and I, like I yeah, was saying, yeah. I didn't know how to conduct myself because, you know, some people were selling autographs, some people were selling pictures, you know, outside yeah. of their merch and shit. So, like, some was just taking pictures with people just because. So, I didn't really know how to conduct myself in that situation, but she <laughs> was there. In full gear, which was to my delight, <laughs> and freaking just making the rounds around the convention, talking to people, shaking hands, and taking pictures with them on the floor instead of being anchored down to her merch table. You know, so yeah, that, 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 that's awesome. <laughs> She's always been like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is, is that that caliber? Kind of so, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what type of you know person she is? Um, like, uh. I mean, uh, I've, been, I've been marked out probably in a, uh, I'm trying to think of like the last time I marked out for someone that I've that I seen, uh, shit, probably Buddha was the last person I marked out, like, marked out for. Uh, I, was, I was such a big, big fan of Muda for, you know, my forever. You uh, I still get nervous around the chicks. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like I still do. Like I got nervous as fuck around Gail Kim. Uh, and I, I mean, I've seen Gail Kim like multiple times, but every time I see her, I still get nervous. Cause she's, I think she's fine. That's hilarious. That's hilarious because Barbie, Barbie blank, Kelly Kelly was at the last show that I was at. Yeah. She's and gorgeous. Man. Everybody, everybody was like, I don't know. Like the vibe was weird, but you know, like I said, I help out in the back. So I asked her if she wanted some water and stuff like that. And it seemed like she was just like a regular person, but everybody was making her out to be just like this super glamorous superstar. And to be honest, I kind of think it made her felt feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All eyes being on her, you know what I mean? The whole show, it was just like, you know what I mean? And she wasn't even wrestling. It was just, I don't know. I think for some people, it starts to get kind of weird after a while. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like I have tremendous amount of respect for professional wrestlers because, I mean, I I kind of know in in my own way what they go through. And visually, you know, you can see what the fuck they go through, like tables and chairs and all kind of other shit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's just they put their body on the line for our entertainment and everything. And just to be in their presence, you know, no matter the level of fame they have, it's just like a lot of the times I just walk up to them, you know, shake their hand and ask, you know, and tell them thank you for what you do. And then I just kind of walk the fuck off and don't ask for nothing. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. Speak, speaking of that or whatever, Lance Lance Archer, motherfucker, um, tearing it up in the G one, doing shit I have never seen him done in the history of me watching him. Damn. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been he's been real real impressive, man. Like yeah. I can't. He's yeah. He's 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 doing his thing. He, he finally hit that that stride mm-hmm. to where uh, he's becoming you know that star that you know everyone knew he can be. Yeah, and like I seen him here in Houston. He was at um a local show, and I and I just walked up to him and I looked. Shots out to Houston. Yeah, appreciate you. I, even though I don't, I'm not from. Oh, here. Well, I'm from Houston. I'm born in Houston, baby. Oh shit! Well, I live here. I'm not from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what part? You already know. Some of the best wrestlers come from Houston, Texas, baby. What part of Houston? Uh, honestly, I was a baby when I moved out of there, oh, okay. but I know I was born in Houston. I stayed there till I was around four or five, I think around five, and then ended up moving. Yeah, but like he was here. So Cal. He was here, and I walked up to him, and like I looked up to him because he tall and motherfucker, and I shook his hand. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. And I shook his hand, and I, you know, I thanked him for everything that he'd done, you know, for my entertainment and everything, and, you know, he kind of like looked down at me. Because he's tall as fuck. <laughs> said, said, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's it's cool, but he he been he told that first one he got over um, Osprey in Dallas. That shit was great. Motherfucker yeah. doing springboards, yeah, yeah, yeah. planches and shit. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, you, yeah you those guys. Play those play guys play are just. They're those guys are just on the top of their game right now. I mean, it's just right now. Like I said, wrestling is like so great right now. It just, uh, man, it amazes me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, we're, there's so many, we're seeing so many options. Well, we're seeing, we're seeing more stuff now and people are making up new moves so much more than there was back when I first started yeah, yeah, watching yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a fucking leg drop was a goddamn finisher move. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if you try yeah. to get away with that, you'd be persecuted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the, guy, the guys nowadays are just becoming so, they're so fucking athletic. It, it, no. It's crazy. Like, but, um, but then again, sometimes that kind of takes from it because I was just talking to somebody about like some of the finishers now are not finishers anymore. I remember when a super kick was a finisher. Yeah. Now yeah, you can do yeah, 10, there's, ten, there's, there's, ten there's super there's kicks in a match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, same thing with the diamond cutter. I mean, the diamond cutter, yeah. you took one diamond cutter and that was it. Now people are doing it three, four times in a match. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the Canadian destroyer. It just mm-hmm. takes away from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there's a couple and, people you can blame for that. But... See, it, it's, it's, the, it's the thing, though, because like... I don't know, maybe I can speak to this a little bit better than I can, but it's just kind of what I perceive from the outside looking in. It's just um, if somebody makes a thing popular and you're a guy on the Indies or whatever, why wouldn't you use that thing that everybody think is popular? You know, just to kind of get over a little bit. Because, I mean, that's kind of where yeah, it happened. Yeah. Randy Orton popularized the Ace Crusher, Crusher which was uh, made famous, well, made into existence by Johnny Ace, from what I understand. Yeah. And made popular yeah, yeah. by yeah. DDP. And now he just took it to a whole nother level. So now you got a thousand motherfuckers on the Indies doing it because Randy Orton made it popular. And then right. Shawn Michaels always had to. See, but that's. 
the, the but that's kid. the thing like like you said why wouldn't you take it because yeah. you're not them my name is rare one for a reason because mm-hmm. I don't want to be like anybody else there's so much that you could make up just with your imagination right now that why would you want to bite somebody else's mm-hmm. thing now I can see I can see the little things because I mean those aren't the ones that those aren't the things that damn make the match like I I, I can't I agree with y'all. Like something that used to be a finisher should not be a transitional move. So exactly. But what you're running into now, I mean, to your point, yeah, there's no limit to your imagination. But it does take two people to tangle, and some other people may not meet uh, your physical, uh, you know, attributes and whatnot. So you trying yeah, to do yeah, a? Yeah, yeah. A, I get what you're, you're saying because, because, like, the, I mean. There may be a move that you have, you know, made up in your head that you think you, you think you can, you know, perform perform correctly, but your opponent can't do it because your opponent <laughs> just can't isn't isn't athletic as you or just yeah. you know just can't take the move. Off. Not only that, they they don't have the same vision you have. Yeah, exactly. So so if you do it and you you know they get hurt. It's on you. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, even even though it's their fault because they're supposed to be training and they should be able to take pretty much anything if they're training. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, it's going to come back and, and bite you in yeah. the ass if they get injured. Well, yeah. Josh, I mean, if if you would vouch for me, I don't know. I'm not asking you to, but I'm just saying if you could vouch for me, you know that I've put so much time and effort into coming up with original moves that have never no, no, been definitely, seen definitely, before. Definitely. He, he has some sort of stuff that, you know, not, not only that, not only that, but, but I bring back other, stuff other, other that hasn't. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I make stuff up like for other, say, other wrestlers other talent, as well. Uh, that, you know, that, that need that, you know, extra, uh, you know, I don't know. They, they have, they don't, they don't have a, a move set. Their, their move sets, uh, you know, generic, I guess you can say. Um, and they don't, and I don't mind doing that. I don't mind doing that for other talent, giving a couple of my moves away to make somebody else rise or, you know what I mean? Get the attention they want to get or whatever the case may be. But you know, as well as I know, I look up old moves from like 50, 60 years ago that aren't being used anymore to use them now. And that's, that's almost the same thing with the Randy Orton thing. But my thing is I don't use it as like, uh, 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 and every, you know, uh, uh, how can I say? Like they do super kicks now. Sorry, Matt and Nick. I know you're probably listening. Like this guy sucks, but you know, you understand what I'm saying. I don't use it ten times in a match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, let's since we're on the topic of moves in professional wrestling and whatnot, you, maybe I can answer a couple questions for me, but. My thing has just been uh, I think we talked about it on the last episode Or maybe the episode before that Moves being convoluted As fuck When I say convoluted Like this You have no business doing this move or whatever Or this move is like the setup And the execution is just like Way out of bounds and whatnot. Is there any moves that come to your mind Like that? I can give you two Just to kind of give you a feel for it uh, Pete Dunn's bitter end, and damn, um, whatever the fuck move that yeah, Austin yeah, Austin Theory there's, does. There's some there's some moves that that like I can't even I can't even sit here and lie that I see, and and I I'm just like 
you know, blown, <laughs> blown, blown the fuck away. Just like, how in the fuck did <laughs> did he just do that move without injuring the one injuring himself and two protecting his opponent? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta give credit where credit's due. Like Pete, that that move that Pete Dunn does is is it's fucking crazy. It's 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 great. Uh, but we gotta gotta give credit to his opponent too for actually taking it, and making it look great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that that's definitely one. Um, even even like uh, like when I see the Spanish fly, yeah, that move is just it's so fucking it's it's beautiful. <laughs> like if, if you want to use that word, uh, it's like an like an art almost. Like when you see someone fucking flying in the air, you know, with with your opponent. And, you know, doing a flip off the damn top rope, it's just like, damn, that this is crazy. Uh, when when I seen uh, Al Lee do it for the first time mm-hmm. uh, live, I think it was actually with you, with you, Joel. I think it was a SmackDown or Raw or something like that. And yeah, I, I was yeah. just like, I was blown the fuck away. I was just like, holy shit, like, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. Well, that being said, I mean, like, I, I, I make up moves all the time. I got a move, my finisher right now, I call it deja voodoo. And honestly, a lot of, a lot of people that don't want to take the move only because it looks, it, I'm not going to lie, it looks like it's going to kill you. You know what I mean? It looks like an inverted vertebraker and people are like, hell no. But then when they take the move, they're like, man, that's the, that wasn't anything. That was so easy and so fun. Like, let's do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I think it's just the comfortability you have with the person you're working with and how much you trust them. As long as you trust, you know, the person you're with, then I'm, I'm, I'm sure that everything, you know, usually everything works out fine. That's like when you go to a rinky-dink carnival and you're suspecting one of the rides are going to break down and you're like, shit, you know what I mean? What's the possibilities? Well, there's a higher possibility of that happening than you going to a place like Disneyland and something happening. Because, you know, Disneyland is every day tinkering and taking care of what they got to do. The same thing with with a wrestling partner or opponent, whatever you want to call it. You have to give them that trust like they're at Disneyland and not a, a rinky-dink carnival. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now, the, um, the second part that I have, the the question that I had to ask y'all. Maybe you can, oh, wait a minute. Speaking of Austin Theory, he, we just got a picture of him at the Performance Center, which I knew was going to happen from that Evolve special. Yeah, yeah. Him and, uh, him and Santana, their um, signs today was pretty cool. So Santana's always been really cool, yeah. cool with me. So, like, she's uh, happy for her. Word. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Everybody that's moving up in the scene right now, much love, man, much respect. Even if me and you don't see eye to eye or whatever, much love and respect, man. That's all I care about in this business is everybody getting to where they're working towards. You know what I mean? It's it's bad to see when you you know somebody get injured or you hear somebody passes away and you're like, damn, I never got to make it right with that person or, you know what I mean, whatever the case may be. But Right now, I'd like to say, you know what I mean? Much love to everybody right now moving up in the ranks and stuff, man. Everybody keep doing what you're doing while working for the same goal. Let's get it. Word. Now, to my question. All right. Do you know what the move, uh, the the downward spiral is or the complete shot look like? Um, the, 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 the pay dirt. 
the move Shelton Benjamin does, our our truth. The oh guy. oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> we, we, we were actually talking talking about this uh, when I was on the show. Oh yeah yeah you so you was uh, it you know what I'm talking the, about the last time to, 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 to actually end to end the show. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I, uh, I think I know what you're getting to. Okay, all right. So, so. What is what is the pay dirt? The one where it looks like they're throwing your back of your neck down to the ground. It's basically, kinda, it's kind of it's kind of like a flatliner or yeah, a jumping flatliner. flatliner yeah. That that's so many, um, like a lot of uh, for I'm some a, awkward and strange reason, a lot of African American wrestlers do this move. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it's almost like we, you know, no one can explain why they do the move, but they do. A lot I mean, of we, we, we actually had we actually had a list of of guys that do the move, and I, I think I think you put you posted it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> of like of like I like think I think I want to hear this list. I think I want to hear who's on this list. Well, I mean, I got but, a, um, I, I got a video, but like um, I, I can see I can see you video evidence of what we're talking about, so you can see it. That way, you're gonna laugh, man, because so many uh, African American uh, wrestlers do do that move, and it's it's kind of like why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that not that it's bad or anything. It's just like it's why kind of, that particular kind of a weird, move? <laughs> a, a weird coincidence, coincidence that like holy fuck! Like until until you actually brought that up up to me, I like I, I didn't even notice that like how many people actually do that move. That's hilarious. I'm going to start getting to all my brothers to start telling them, hey, man, we got to, you know, you got to do that move, man. <laughs> we got to do this move. See, what, the why the hell does this group do that move? Like, they all do it. <laughs> see, and, and that was the thing about it, too. That's what, hilarious. What really got me thinking about it, because, like, when I make my creative character on uh, the WWE games, it's in my yeah, move yeah, yeah. set as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a it, it's just a tight move to do. I mean, it looks it looks so like it's plain. It's just I I gotta go back to my move sets. <laughs> so hilarious! It's it's just, it's just a, it's like it's a uh, it's an easy move to do, and it look it looks really nice. So I guess you can say it's probably the easiest way to explain it. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I'm guessing that that's why everyone. Okay, really well, knows. I have a, I have a quick question: Are most of the people that they're wrestling against? Um, of the same persuasion, or are they a different? Sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, it varies. Flavor. Sometimes it varies. It varies. It, it, var- it okay. varies, but I mean, I mean, the the list is is like it's pretty long. <laughs> it, so like, it, it is like right off the top of my head. Uh, MVP, Shelton Benjamin. Yep. Our yep. truth. Goddamn. Uh, yep. ACH. Um, yep. <laughs> so uh, true. Goddamn, uh, Shane Strickland. Willie Mack. Yeah, Willie Mack, Shane Strickland. Uh, Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Uh, another one. And then, uh, like, Chris um, Bay also does it. Not even, um, oh my God. not even just the guys. Uh, Brandy Rhodes does it. Um, wow. I didn't even notice that. Goddamn, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Cedric you're right. Alexander. I didn't, even, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, Cedric Alexander's wife does it. I forget Cedric, her name. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I just sent a text to you with the video no, that no, I made. Doesn't Cedric Alexander do it too? Himself? I believe. Yeah, he does a uh, Xavier Woods. Uh, wow. And then um, what's what's the little guy? Yeah. Leo Rush. He does like um. Leo Rush does it too. Yeah. He, he does like a, a, a 
a variation from the ring apron to the ground outside. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's pretty. It's a pretty damn long list. I mean, it's not yeah. an uncommon move, to, but it's just like I noticed that a lot of us do it. <laughs> that's that's hilarious, man. That's that's so freaking hilarious. I've never like. You know what? I'm gonna start doing that. I, I've never like. How could I say, uh, uh, like, uh, put together, you know, who does what more, you know what I mean? Exact moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, that's funny. You, now now that you've mentioned it, I guarantee you I will start noticing <laughs> more and more of this going on. I guarantee it. See, and, that, and that's why I like to ask people like you all, because, I mean, you deal more with the independent wrestlers, the the people that I don't see. So you can kind of like... Oh wait a minute! I yeah, know this guy who does yeah. this movie. We're, we're gonna we're gonna start noticing more now. <laughs> like it start adding even more people to the list. You know what? You know what I have noticed? A lot of Latino wrestlers do uh, 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 what you might call it the uh, uh, European uppercut. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. So many. I'm thinking about it right now. Jeez. And they and they do it all in the exact same way. Yeah, all the indies and stuff. Yeah, almost like identical. Shout out to Adrian Quest. One for the homies. (laughs) Yeah, Quest Quest is good. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad I was able to put that into your brain. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm glad you did because now my computer is going to start working. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, like, that was another thing that I often thought about as well, because, like, I have a minor in professional wrestling. Like, I've been through, like, all the training and everything. It never led to a match or whatever. But, like, I often wonder what the hell my moveset was going to consist of. And I'm not going to lie. Even before I started piecing this shit together, what I was telling you about, that was going to be one of the ones in my moveset because the the flatliner in general, the flatliner in general, you know, um, what Chris Canyon made that shit, which I think he aped it from Gato in New Japan way back in the day. But damn, I seen that move by him in WCW and I was like, I love that shit. (laughs) And I I love that shit. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, Bobby Lashley does it as well. Yeah, another one. Yeah, another one. Oh, that's so hilarious. I love it. Yeah, dude. I love it because now my computer is working and I'm just going to watch. The next time I uh, text you or we talk, I have the pleasure of talking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a couple lists for you, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Ricochet yeah. does it too. Yeah, Ricochet. Another one. <laughs> Yeah, so so like so so rare if whenever we done because I, I text you the video it's like a minute and something long and there's many different African American wrestlers doing this move or a variation of it. Right. <laughs> I will go ahead and check oh, that out, man. and I will I will text you back. <laughs> but um, hilarious. Yeah. So I, I think that's a high note to end it on because like I mean we had a good chuckle, we had a good laugh, <laughs> and whatnot. Definitely. So um. What we got going on this weekend, man? All right. Well, this weekend, yeah. go ahead, Josh. Oh yeah, I was, I was, gonna, I was just going to promote your match, but you, I mean, you, you, you were doing that yourself, so I mean, you can go ahead. Well, this weekend in Barstow, we have 
destination sick wrestling where you will see some talented wrestlers i say like johnny suave i i would mention Oso loco and i would also mention uh see we got hell kid which i am going against for the mpw heavyweight championship so if you guys can make it down there, make it down there. I think the uh, tickets pre-sale are a lot cheaper. But um, yeah, that's what we're doing this weekend. We're 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 doing more wrestling and in promoters. If you're listening, I want to try to get those other two Saturday and uh, I mean uh, Sunday and Friday booked up if we can do that. And uh, you know what I mean. Let's let's keep it moving. Let's keep this wrestling moving forward. I know. WWE uses then, now, and forever, but we're going to do today, what we're going to do is what it is, what it was, and what it shall be, baby. Yeah, Rare yeah. one, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to use that again. So that's a MPW down in Barstow? No, it's actually Destination 6 Wrestling, but I'm wrestling for the MPW Heavyweight Championship. All right, yeah. That's another, that's a, another fed, but the champion is coming over to Destination 6, and I'm challenging him for his title. So, hell, kid, watch out, man. I, I, you know, my, 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 my pants are kind of loose, and I think I need that belt to hold them up. Word. And he's going <laughs> to hit you with the flatliner real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I have to now I have to start the match with the flatliner he's trying to hurry up and make me lose he's probably listening right now and he's already waiting for it that's gonna be my thing dog it's just like I I named it I had to change it from the last time that we talked about it Josh because I think it was like EBGF so every black guy's finisher, yeah. but it was like uh, yeah. every black guy's finisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now I have to change I was it. Dying, dude. Was so, yeah, I'm so at the, uh, I'm gonna change it to uh, E B W F because females do it too. So every black wrestler's finisher. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I, I say you just name it something. Name it something a little bit shorter, you know, short and sweet. But I love how you, I love where you're going with it, and I love how you're having fun with it. Hey, man, this is what wrestling is all about. Yeah. So before y'all go, uh, Josh, go ahead and hit everybody with your um, your finish. That's your Twitter handle and everything else on uh, social media. Yeah, on Twitter, you can find me under Josh Veroni. Uh, on Facebook, I'm under Joshua Andrew Veroni. Um, also the uh, the address for this Saturday show is 235 East Main Street in Barso, California. I believe door, doors open at uh, 5 and uh, bell time's at 6. Uh also want to shout out um, my boy Stan. Stan Salas having a show in October uh, the, the, the Intergender Bonanza 4 yeah. in New Jersey. Um, yeah, a lot of good talent is going to be on that show. Uh he has the gymnasty boys on the show. Um, he has the Twisted Sisters on the show. He has uh, Max and Potter, Ray Lynn, uh, Zoe Sky. It's it's a stacked, stacked fucking show. What, what, what um, was the date you know, on that again? It's 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 October. I believe it's October the fourth. It's in, it's in New Jersey. Okay. Um, it's at it's where HCO runs. Uh, Matt Framont's promotion. Um, 
get see if you get get stand on the show show again. Be pretty close, so he can promote you know promote the show himself. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's he's, he's doing he's doing his thing, man. I'm happy for him. Yeah. All right, Mr. Rare That's One, right. go ahead and let everybody know where you can be found on the interwebs. All right. Well, right now I'm actually working on my Twitter and my God Instagram. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take those wait down. Wait so minute, I will have new ones coming up hold soon. Up, hold up, hold you up. You can hold get up. a hold of me on Stop. Facebook he can't at hear me. He Rare can't. One or Joel Nieves. And um, yeah, I mean, any promoters out there or anything, just know dead is better. We're the religion and we're connected with Anunnaki and his clique, Nightmare Inc. So together we are the order, and the order rises whenever we're called up. So I want to give a shout-out to everybody that's moving up in the ranks, everybody that's got the call and stuff like that. I hope you guys uh, get comfortable and make your way, man. And everybody else coming up, um, just keep at it, man. There's highs and lows. I am Zach, uh, uh, Zach Iron Manzi. I want to say get well soon, bro. We're going to be waiting for you to get back in the ring. As well as Eli Everfly, one-third best in the world. Uh, hope you get better soon, bro. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everybody else, stay tuned. And, um, like I said before, dead is better. Yeah. So you, I was talking over you a little bit or whatever because I was trying to hold you up. I, I'm not about to fuss at you. But I'm about to fuss at Josh because, God damn it, every time you bring a motherfucker this way, except for Stan, these motherfuckers ain't got no Twitter account, God damn it. You need to hip them to the game. <laughs> I, I, I tell people all the time that you need to get Twitter. Uh, actually, actually, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me stop you guys real quick. Mine got shut down. Mine got mine got hacked and got shut down. So that's the reason why I had to stop all my different little yeah. accounts because yeah, yeah. somebody was getting I even got my Facebook account hacked. So I started a new one and that's why I have to start a new uh uh Instagram and uh Twitter. That's the only reason yeah. though. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hit them with the Facebook again cuz like I said I was kind of talking over you a little bit when you was going before or was it like Instagram? on Facebook? I am Joel Nieves, N-I-E-V-E-S, or Rare One. And, yeah, that's that's where you can reach me at right now. All right. Appreciate it. Well, I mean, that's it. Uh, we're going to flatline some people on the way to the grocery store. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to uh, see y'all oh next God, time. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. 